We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Be Mr. Finley, 1067 The Fan. Linnell Willingham rolling in for JP. JP's still on vacation. Should be back tomorrow, though. But let's go down to the BetQL guest line. Joined by one of my friends. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place the first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. And joining us now, Martin Bayless played for the Cardinals. Buffalo Bills, San Diego Chargers, and playing for the Chiefs. Those two times he was with the Chiefs was wrapped around Washington Redskins. We're here for a little bit. Martin joins us now. What's up, Martin? How you doing, brother? Big guy. How you doing today? I am doing great, man. I'm sure you got some uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, blood in you, and you all won that game, so I'm sure you're feeling good. Uh, How how impressed were you with, with Pat Mahomes coming back from that ankle and performing like he did? Well, B. Mitch, we talked about this a couple of days ago about the quarterback play in both of these championship games. Uh, with what happened yesterday that uh, propelled Kansas City was a few things. Number one is that uh, Patrick Mahomes did not turn the football over uh, in the passing game, uh, which was extremely important. He, he was sacked three times. Uh, he didn't have any turnovers. Uh, second thing that was important. All right, Martin's uh, phone dropped. We're going to try and get him back. Uh, get him back. Jeff, see if you can get to a better little place or whatever so we can uh, make sure that that phone is good. But, uh, yeah, turning over the football is a bad thing. <laughs> oh, it's huge. <laughs> you, know? you turn over the ball, your, your chances of winning go way down. Yeah, it's huge. And I think, you know, ultimately – Mahomes had the one fumble that that could have been their undoing in that game, but they were able to overcome that and and fight through the adversity. I think that was one of the big things oh, that was a takeaway for me from the AFC Championship as well. Kansas City and their ability to overcome adversity in comparison to Cincinnati and their you know inability to overcome the adversity ends up being you know the difference maker at the end, along with the penalties. Yeah, got Martin back. Yeah, Martin back. Hi, right, Martin. Sorry about that, man. Yep. Yeah. On, B. Got us. Go ahead. Yeah, as I was saying before I got cut off, uh, Patrick Mahomes did not have any uh, turnovers yesterday, uh, even though he was sacked three times. Uh, the interesting part was past three games when Cincinnati played Buffalo, uh, played Kansas City, they controlled uh, the second half of each football game by making adjustments. 
and their defense actually controlled the game, which in the game, Kansas City was able to go uh, blow for blow with them in the second half and hold them off. Um, defense played big in Kansas City. They had two receptions and five sacks. In the previous games against Cincinnati, they were not able to get to Joe Burrow and affect him. And then obviously the last play, uh, Mahomes using his legs, uh, getting the first down, and then the penalty, unfortunately, uh, by the Cincinnati Bengal linebacker hitting him out of bounds, up for the game in the field goal. But uh, Kansas City uh, played well. Cincinnati played well also. It just wasn't their game where they were able to dictate certain things. Kansas City was able to spar with a little bit more this this and off. Let me ask you a quick, a quick question here. Um, the hit out of bounds. Should it have been called? Because my I, my counterpart here thinks that they shouldn't have called that play. Well, first of all, it was bounce. Patrick <laughs> Holmes had two feet on the ground. Uh, I understand as a defensive player at that point in the game, you're emotional, flying around, you're trying to make a play. Um, it, you just play smarter, smarter football. Yeah, you could have happened to anybody. It just so happened that that became the stage that set the coming this football game. So something that's going to be talked about. But um, the rules, um, the quarterback had two feet in bounds. He was shoved by the player out of bounds. And as you saw in the game, I mean, either player landed safely. Uh, they both uh, ripped, literally fell on the bench on the sideline. So um, you, as, as a referee or a fisher, you got to call the game. And uh, hey, Mark, hold on. Your, your, your phone is kind of like every – is like dropping back and forth. We're going to put you on hold, see if we can get a better connection, and then uh, we're Jeff's going to try to come right back to you. Jeff, take that call for us right I, now. I wanted to – I wanted to – I will ask Martin this when he, when he hops back on with us because, you know, this has been what I've been concerned about. The play of the young dudes in this Kansas City secondary, and we talked about it earlier, their resiliency and, and how they were able to – yeah, they got mossed a couple plays, but when it mattered, you know, they were able to make the big mm-hmm. play to ultimately get the turnover that led to that game-winning drive. Um, Joshua Williams, a kid out of Fayetteville State, a fourth-round pick, coming up making big plays. The kid Cook uh, was making – the kid Brian Cook was making big-time plays. Uh, he's their second-round cornerback pick this year. So to see their rookies have that type of impact, even though it wasn't perfect, but it was worth it at the end of the day, so to speak, because mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, at the end of the game, when it mattered the most, you know, they were able to come up, you know, with the big-time turnover to to make this thing – you know, too far out of reach for Kansas for excuse me for Cincinnati to get back in it. Yeah, I mean, but they didn't turn it over. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't have they, they didn't have to worry about that fact because Wichita gave them chances to come back, and there were other opportunities as well. But they didn't get I said, it done. We, we look at look at Mahomes as a superstar, man. Mahomes had the fumble. Mahomes had the fumble in the game. Back, Martin. Yeah. We got yep. you, Martin. Yep. All right, buddy. I wanted to ask you about the the play of the secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs because I thought the two rookies that really showed their stuff yesterday was the safety Brian Cook, the second-round pick, and then Joshua Williams, uh, the fourth-round corner. To see young guys being thrown in the fire like that, and it wasn't perfect all season long. They had been battle-tested, and even in that game yesterday, we saw Jamar Chase come up with a big, big reception. Uh, we saw T. Higgins come up with a big reception. But at the end of the game, when it mattered the most, they were able to come up with the pick. How resilient is that young uh, Kansas City secondary to you, Martin? Well, we, you know, we, we briefly talked about this. 
Cincinnati is extremely talented on offense. Um, their players made big plays. Uh, their receivers are uh, the top receivers in the game at this point, and uh, they just made plays. Uh, Kansas City secondary hung in there, and at the moment that they needed those plays to happen, uh, those two young guys that you mentioned uh, did play well. Uh, in games like this, um, if you can stay in the sparring match with your opponent, you have a chance. It's when they become the dominant force um, and your guys seem to either back down or not ready for that moment is where you have problems. And those two young guys, uh, one of them got beat early on a couple on a play uh, with uh, Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. And then um, later in the game, they ran the same play on the opposite side of the field with T. Higgins. And that same safety didn't get beat. He actually made the play, and then we got an interception out of it. So um, those guys played big at the moment. Uh, and once again, Kansas City defensively did enough up front, uh, getting pressure on the quarterback, five sacks, and the two turnovers was enough for them to prevail in the end. And I think that's the thing. We've been talking so much about the offense. I think Chris Jones and crew, they came to play, and I think they were the deciding factor because – I, I remember playing with Jumpy Gathers, and he would just, they had the, he called it a move called the forklift. He'll just take the lineman mm-hmm. to the quarterback. And Chris Jones basically did that all day yesterday. Well, Chris Jones had a hell of a game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, when in big games like this, your big, your big dog's got to play big. Mm-hmm. And Chris Jones played big yesterday. Um, you know, both teams, uh, Cincinnati, they, they got some guys on their team, and they, they come off a 10 game winning streak, and they had played extremely well. And Cincinnati walking into that game, they thought that they could intimidate Kansas City by talking. There's a lot of stuff going on in the media mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, Burrowhead and all these <laughs> other things. And that's you know that's the media side of football. Right. But uh, Brian, you know as well as I do, uh, the media does not play the football game. Yep. The players on the field play the game, and uh, as you've seen, Kansas City was able to rise to the moment. Uh, to hold off the Cincinnati Bengals football team. but And the Bengals got a good team, yeah. and uh, they played well. Just that yesterday was Kansas City's day. You mentioned it, the the talk during the week about it being Burrowhead and the storyline of you know Cincinnati and Joe Burrow being 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I compared it to uh, Michael Jordan on the Last Dance documentary where he said, and I took that personally. <laughs> it felt yeah. like that's how Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. – felt and played yesterday, even though he was injured and, and the ability to come out and have the impact on the game that he did. What does a statement performance like that do for your legacy? Well, here, here's what you got to keep, keep in mind. And uh, football is the ultimate team sport. Uh, when you look at the players around Patrick Mahomes, uh, the wide receivers, they had some injury problems with their wide receivers during the course of the game. Uh, the wide receivers played big when they had to. Uh, the running backs stepped up in the passing game when they had to. Um, the tight ends stepped up in the passing game when they had to. And their defense stepped up. So when you look at the whole team that is surrounded by Patrick Mahomes, we know he's the marquee guy uh, with the Kansas City franchise. But the rest of the guys stood up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the prevailing moment uh, that you talk about. I mean, let's, let's you know, let's – Let's jump back to the old Washington Redskins days when, when they were winning championship games. 
uh, it was the team. It was the Hogs. It was the running game. It was the, the the passing game. It was the defense that played well. So, you know, when your team plays well in big games, uh, the outcome usually is positive. As you look forward to the Super Bowl, and I know this is very, very early, but I just look at uh, the way the Eagles uh, – their, their way that they run their offense and things of that nature with the running game. and How, how do you anticipate Kansas City trying to play that, that RPO with Jalen Hurts at, you know, at any time he can take off? You know, they got a, they can throw the ball down the field, but their running game is, is damn good. Um, if you look at Kansas City in the past, uh, in the AFC, uh, Lamar Jackson is that, that quintessential uh, RPO guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when Kansas City played against the Baltimore Ravens and against Jackson, uh, they struggled a little bit. Um, and I, I think that they're going to have to make some adjustments because uh, Jalen Hurts is that same kind of guy. Um, the only difference is uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, his passing game is a little bit more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the arsenal of wide receivers he has around him uh, is pretty sophisticated. Uh, it's going to be a great matchup to watch. Uh, from a strategic standpoint, to really see how Kansas City does adjust to it defensively and to see if they can uh, hold Philadelphia off a little bit. Um, on the other hand, uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offensive line are going to have their hands mm-hmm. <laughs> their hands filled trying to shut down that uh, Philadelphia Eagles pass rush because, uh, you know, we talked about the physicality of the football game. Yes. Uh, yesterday there was no doubt that the Philadelphia Eagles' defensive line dominated the San Francisco 49ers uh, by knocking out two of their quarterbacks. And then San Francisco, who normally is the team that controls the tempo of the football game, they're good at that. They had just come off a 10-game winning streak as well with a rookie quarterback. But uh, once those quarterbacks hit that ground, and uh, San Francisco was backpedaling the whole game where Philadelphia was in attack mode. This is the one area that concerns me, Martin, about Kansas City heading into this Super Bowl matchup. Even when you look back at yesterday, they ran the ball 20 times for 2.1 yards a pop. You can't have that type of formula and try to have success against this Eagles defense. I think in the Super Bowl, it's going to be crucial for Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon and Ronald Jones to get involved in the running game and have some sort of balance offensively. We know Andy Reid is one of the best play designers in the history of our sport. But I think in the Super Bowl, man, if they're able to have some type of balance, I think that's the only you know chance that they have of neutralizing that Eagles pass rush. Well, let's uh, let's go back a couple years when uh, when Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay defense mm-hmm. dominated the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl uh, because Kansas City was one dimensional. Yeah. Uh, for Kansas City to have a chance in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, what they do not want to do is be one dimensional because the Eagles D line they eat. Right. They know how to get to you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to neutralize them. And from that loss to the field in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, I hope Kansas City's learned their lesson knowing that they're going to have to establish a running game in the Super Bowl in order to give Patrick Holmes a chance. Because uh, if they're just going to drop back and throw the ball, uh, you're playing right into the Philadelphia Eagles defense's hands. And uh, that's going to be a long afternoon. So the running game has to be established by the Chiefs. If they if they plan on uh, staying in the Super Bowl game uh, past the third quarter, we're talking to Martin Bayless, uh, 
former NFL player, played with Kansas City Chiefs, also played here in Washington. And he right now is doing working with the Philadelphia Stars and also Briard uh, College. He's a general manager there. Martin, the, the thing about what I noticed about Kansas City, when they had Tyreek Hill, that forced him to be one-dimensional. Since getting rid of him, I think they have everybody more involved now, which makes them even more of a, a, a bigger threat to most teams out there. Well, yeah, Tyreek Hill in that offense was a different offense because they could stretch the ball vertically and get over top of people. Mm-hmm. Um, they still do that. Uh, they just don't do it as much. Um, but uh, in this particular game, we're talking about a this is a this is a one and done again. So, oh yeah, let's just let's just throw out all the things that both teams do well. Let's just throw them out the window. Um, this is a one. This is a one match uh, game, and they got. Kansas City's going to have to figure out how to control the ball and keep Patrick Mahomes off the ground. And the easiest way to do that is establish some type of run game. And they have not um, have not done that recently. Uh, I can say this: the second half of the season, though, if you look at their rush stats, uh, were a lot more uh, more prevailing than the first half of the season. Uh, and they seem to have gotten away from that here in the last couple of playoff games. Uh, I think the last playoff game, they ran the ball well in the fourth quarter. Uh, but um, at the end of the day, let's just face it, if they can't establish a run game, um, it's going to be a long afternoon for Kansas City uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're, they're too good of a football team. Uh, they match up well on defense against Kansas City's offense. And uh, on the other hand, let's flip it over um, to Philadelphia Eagles offense. Um Jalen Hurts is a problem. Yeah. yeah, he's a matchup problem, and the things that he does well, uh, Kansas City struggled against. Uh, like I said, I used Lamar Jackson as an example. They struggled against that in the past. But you know, these coaches uh, they get paid a lot of money to figure out what other teams doing and put in a game plan here in the next two weeks. So uh, let's sit back and see what happens. All right, Marvin, you gonna be down? In, uh, you gonna be in uh, Arizona for the Super Bowl? Uh, yes, I live actually. I live in Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, I'll be there on uh, Monday the sixth. I'll try to connect with you, brother. Yeah, let's let's try to get together while you're in town, big guy. All right, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, buddy. It'd be, it'd All right, man. Great Take to care. see you, man. I appreciate having me on again. Thank Definitely, you. Definitely, brother. As Martin Bayless mm-hmm. joining us on the BetQL guest line. And uh we're gonna take us a quick break here. Remember the phone lines are gonna be open all day. We get take your take on the games you saw yesterday and the anticipation of Super Bowl fifty seven. That's it. Mm. Coming up. In uh, a little bit, two, little less than two weeks from now, Kansas City will be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, who are seeing their second Super Bowl in the last six years. Those going, damn they, Eagles, they're going man. back, and also Kansas City in their third Super Bowl in five years. Uh, we also have some first that's going to be happening. Jason and Travis Kelsey, two brothers, are going to be playing each other, brothers facing each other for the first time in a Super Bowl. Take us a quick break. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... 
deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We mentioned Philly 106.7, the fan, and Travis and Jason Kelsey, the first brothers to play each other in a Super Bowl in a long time. There's a lot of brothers that are playing in this league, but looking at these two dudes, I'm talking about top of their trait. Travis Kelsey is as good as they come when they come to tight end, and Jason as a center is a bad man. Yeah, He calls all the signals and stuff for the offense, and he blocks his tail off. To be able to snap that ball consistently to J- to uh, Justin, to uh, Jalen Hurts and also get upfield because he's downfield running. A lot picking people off. That's the impressive part, man. How many offenses do you, offenses in the league do you see the center pull? Not only it's not like he's just climbing straight. Yeah. Up. Sometimes he's pulling. Sometimes he's the lead blocking guy on the play. So I think there's an argument to be made. Two potential Hall of Fame pair of brothers getting ready to play each other, man. I, the only thing that would make it better for me is if one of them played on defense and they actually got to go against each other physically. That's I would love thing. to see something like that. Yeah. but And that, they'll go at it. They, they will play hard as hell against each other. Oh, I know. They're competitors, too. Think both of them already have Super Bowls. Very true. How you think the mom and dad are how, – how you going oh. to – do you just show up and say, hey, whatever happens, happens. I can't cheer for one side or the other. I'm bragging. Because it has to be tough as hell. If I'm, I walk in with – uh, a jersey that got half, half, yeah. half Eagles, half uh, Kansas City. Who are you cheering for? All of them. All oh, right. I'm cheering for both of my sons. Whatever happens, happens. I think that's what they asked Kelsey last night, uh, Travis Kelsey, after the game, you know, how's it going to be like for your parents? He was like, man, they can't lose. They can't. I'd be bragging. Cause I'd be saying, man, if I'm the daddy, I'm really bragging. I'm saying, look what my reproductive skills produced. Two future Hall of Fame and players. Mama gonna say no, no, no. You know, you know that was I me. did that. exactly. <laughs> and then, and then you got another argument in the damn house. But yeah, man, it, I'm uh, I'm excited to see it. The only thing that would make it better to me is uh, if they had the ability to actually go up against each other. We want to take your calls. The open lines all show long here on B Mitchell Finley one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. I'm taking your calls on yesterday's championship Sunday of the National Football League. We got our Super Bowl decided. What Eagles matchups you're looking for? In Chiefs, Birds in DC. What's happening? What's going on, Bird? What's up, Bird? Bird, bird, yeah. Oh, Bird, Bird must have got something. Bird must have got yeah, something man. going on. Bird must have got something yeah, going got on. Got somebody else. Let's go to the next person. Bird, Bird tripping. Let's see if we can effort to get Bird back. But no, man. I, I the only thing. I, ready to go? No. The only thing, like I said, that would make this better is if they played on different sides of the football. They also got a podcast that they do together that's really, yeah, really entertaining. That it's going to be I very, very in, hot this week. One of a time. Yeah, no. This week and next, if they if they get a chance during Super Bowl week to be able to do a podcast, you're talking about going to be listened to. Mm-hmm. That actually brings up another point. So, how do you feel about this? Because I was watching um something over the weekend. I think it was an Alshon Jeffrey interview from the last time the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl. And he was furious about the fact that 
man, they're messing up our routine. How are we supposed to treat this like any other game, but we don't treat it like any other game? Flying out to the venue a week early, practicing, doing all this media availability. Do the players hate that part of this week, of Super Bowl week, or, or, or do you want to damn mind. First of all, you play your life to be on that stage. Yeah. And you finally make it there. So, what is it, Monday or Tuesday, whatever they do, the mm-hmm. uh, the media day. Mm-hmm. The rest of the week, you living in a hotel. Right. But to go and play in the Super Bowl, you're not going to be at home, dude. I know. You're not flying out he there. pissed. Because, <laughs> let's be real, they're there to promote you. Right. And if you utilize that week the proper way, show some love to some of the fans. Because mm-hmm. the players go to practice. They may have some fans around here and there. But they're not truly out a lot. Yeah. They have curfew, okay? So you come Some home. people do. <laughs> you should. Yeah, Everybody you should. Right, do. Right. Some people just decide just to do other stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I've said this to a lot of my friends that play. While you're playing is when you set yourself up for when you stop playing. Right. While you're playing, people understand how busy you are. But when you take a little time to show some love to them, that same person may come back later on when you aren't the guy that's sought after. Right. When you're not on uh, TV all the time to where they're doing stuff. When my company needs to do this, I want you to come do it for right. me. Because I remember talking to you one time. At the Super you were Bowl. real cool. You know, and uh, we want you to speak. We may pay you $10,000, $20,000 to come speak at this thing. You get enough of those things, you can chill when you're done. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the problem with so many guys, they have the mindset. I tell people, I don't care what fa- – if you are in a public, uh, a job that is kind of a public position mm-hmm. and people know and see you, take time with them. Yeah. Goes a long way. I tell you, if you, 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 all you got to do is hit, poop on the wrong person. <laughs> all right. And that person, yeah, very true. He's going to be looking forward to the opportunity to get you back. Yeah. You know, that's true. Right. I, I think so. Alshon was saying that. I guarantee you nobody else on the team said it. Yeah. It was interesting audio, man, because he really seemed. Like, he was frustrated. And I get it from the player standpoint because it's like, yeah, we're, we're trying to focus on winning. But like you said, I think if more athletes had this mindset of let's try to set ourselves up for the future, right? But you have the opportunity. Think about it right now. If it's Super Bowl week mm-hmm. and you're in your hometown, where I mean, in the town that your mm-hmm. team is, do you think that you could go anywhere? That's very true. First yeah. of all, it might be better out the of town, Super honestly. Bowl, yeah. They know the stars for the most part. Right. In your hometown, they know every damn body. Right. Nobody can go anywhere. So at least I think when you go on the road and you stand in a hotel and things of that nature, you're together with your team. Right. You're more away from everybody. So you can't you have the opportunity to focus on the actual game. We were in Minnesota. Okay, early in the week we got out there and Ooh, and you got the Mall of America. Out we had there. A, I went to the Mall of America, went inside, it was no snow on the ground, came outside, damn near five inches, five inches. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Hung out at the Glam Slam with Prince was there. Jeez. You know, we, we had some good time, but once it started getting Thursday, Friday. Focus. What the hell you want to be doing anyway? The game yeah. is the most important thing. As Monty Coleman stated, focus on this football game. Yeah. Sacrifice. The chance of wanting to go out, things like that, fight it. Yeah. Because if you win this game, it stays with you the rest of your life. Very true. You always be a champion. I was 23. Yeah. No, less than that. 
Yep, 23. I was 23. And I'm 54 now. People still remember that Super Bowl. Oh, oh I know that. And do. you still get perks from that Super Bowl. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So That's I just a lifetime. You, people, listen, bro. If Alshon Jeffries was not disciplined enough to just want to do what you got to do to get to the game that you've been dreaming about, maybe that's why he didn't play as long as he probably could. Very true, because uh, who's he play for now? Same and, team I play for. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The like, Washington nobody. It, it, listen, man, it, it, it's, 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 a, it's a dedication thing, and you got to just sacrifice sometimes. We'll talk some Wizards before we close out of the hour. They got a huge week ahead as well. They're out in San Antonio tonight. Five-game winning streak. Trying to make it a six-game winning six streak. Now, baby. Before we do that, though, we'll go to the phones, 1-800-636-1067. Any of your reaction from any of the news from championship weekend, Super Bowl is set. Eagles and Chiefs set for Super Bowl 57. Gary is in resting. What's happening? What's going on, Gary? What's up, fellas? What's up, How man? you doing, man? Hey man, just a quick uh, a quick comment and question. Um, my first first, I go with the comment. I, I I what I've noticed, you know, maybe you guys have seen it too, but Jalen Hurts, he's he, he's starting to play the game, kind of almost like Mahomes, man. Like 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 he's in slow motion, although everybody else is in fast motion. But he's not pressed. He's not bothered. And then at the last minute, when when everything else he doesn't see anything, then he'll finally break down and and run, you know, fast or get out of bounds or whatever. But if you notice, Mahomes, Mahomes is like everything is just slow motion for him, man. <laughs> and he doesn't panic. He doesn't seem panic. He just seems almost like everything is just slow motion for him. And I've noticed that Jalen Hurts, he kind of he, he kind of gets in that same. He's getting to the point where he's get you know he, he, that that's in his game also. Um, and my question is this, what happened? And I went back and looked because I, I, I started to think like, uh, Lunell, I hope I got your name right there, yep. bro. That, uh, Cincinnati, that, that Cincinnati was getting jobbed, man. But really there was only one bad call in the game against Cincinnati. There was a pass interference call where the guy kind of had his arm wrapped around the yeah. guy's hip, but he really didn't pull him or, or turn him. And he, he, even the he, he, even the uh, jack-in-the-box uh, referee up in the booth, <laughs> he even said the same thing. But all, all the other calls were legit calls, man, especially and definitely you can't hit the quarterback on that play. You just can't give him a, a forearm in the back. Yep. So I just the one I don't know is what happened on the third and nine that wasn't the third and nine. You remember the play when they stopped the, the play the and they referee, ran another play? The referee, said, no, was, play the referee was running on the field trying to stop the play before they snapped the ball, and they snapped it and they ran the play. But the, once that ref is on the, on the field stopping it, that play is dead and they have to go back to that play. Right, right. Okay, I get that part. But my question was, I, I can't remember – was that a big play? What happened after that? Because they had the next play that they got to do it again. Well, they got the stop. Do you remember what they, happened? They, they got, they got, got stop, the stop on the first one, but the, they well, got the second but, one. But hey, it's clearly you see the referee yeah. stopping it, so it, it has to stop and go back to that point. Yeah. Hey, right. it, it, it's it's unfair. I can tell yeah. you that it's unfair. Is it though? It's just what happens with, with, when the, the crowd noise is like that. What you supposed to do? It's the rules. Yeah. Let's go to Colvin and Fairfax. What's going on, Colvin? What's up, fellas? What's, What's up, going on? How you doing, man? Oh, not much, not much. Uh, you know, I roll with my Chiefs all day, every day. Might be the biggest Chiefs fan up in this area. But um, I-, I like the chances against Philly. I know it's an uphill climb and everything because, you know, Philly is better on both sides of the ball than Kansas City. But if Andy would run the football, 
run the football. He's got to. He's got it. His quarterback's got one good foot, and he's dropped him back 42 times. It, you got to run the football. If they go, if they drop back like that, y'all, he's going to get hurt in the Super Bowl. It will be shades I'm glad, of I'm glad you said that, Colvin. We appreciate the call, but that's that's like I know we still got what two weeks left. Uh-huh. That's going to be the number one talking point in storyline moving forward. Because I said it earlier, if they can't have some semblance of balance offensively, and you let these Eagles pass rushers just pin their ears, they ran back, the ball twenty sh- times yesterday. And and the thing I say is, they were t- Pacheco ten for twenty six, Mahomes three for eight, Hardman two for seven, McKinnon four for one, and Jones one for zero. They wasn't having success with it, right? And and if you thing, can't run on the thing, the thing that I mean, you see forty three mm-hmm. passes, and and with, with Andy, and you automatically go, oh, they're throwing the ball too much in his offense, right? Those quick passes, the the the, the uh, flat routes and, yeah. and the shuffle, and and just the quick little uh, option routes and things of that nature, the swings, those are all runs in his mind. Right, extension of the and run. And they had about another what five to ten of those. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was thirty to thirty. He doesn't believe that just every no time success. the quarterback throws the ball, that it's like, like I've never thought the damn option, the, the the shuffle pass should be a damn pass anyway. It doesn't. It just. You know, they almost it, caught a pick on it, too. It goes forward, but still, you're not throwing the ball. You're exactly. just pitching it to him. But you're thinking it should be a fumble if they don't catch it. I think it should be, too. You're behind the line of scrimmage. That's my whole thing. But it's a forward pass, so you got to find a way. Yeah. You can't you can't hand the ball off forward. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, you, you mentioned it. 20 carries, 42 yards. And Pacheco had, like you said, there were a couple runs. Uh, a couple passes that Pacheco caught out of the backfield that kind of served as runs for the for that Kansas yeah. City offense, so. and they do it all the time. <clears throat> That's a part of his game plan. Yeah, we'll, hit, we'll hit one more call here before we hit the break. Let's go to Vic and Akeem. What's going on, Vic? What up, Vic? B. Mitchell, how you doing? We're doing, doing good, now? brother. So, um, first off, I want to give credit to Pat Jordan. I call him Pat Jordan. He does very <laughs> Jordan-esque things. Yeah, man. <laughs> He really does. Yeah. And to be able to play with the injury and, and still have to be moved, be mobile enough to throw darts, as he was doing from the pocket, it actually shows some evolution of his game uh, or parts of his game that people sometimes even doubted that he had when he needed to go from the pocket because they were so one-dimensional. And um, it even uh, uh, got my attention. Because uh-huh. I, I doubted it at times that he wanted to do it. But I, I, I'll leave with this. I blame the 49ers, not all of their loss on D'Amico Ryans, but I blame a lot of it on him. They were running the option. The Eagles were running the option. They were running RPO, read the end. If the end crashes, you pull it. End doesn't crash, Are you serious you right now, Vic? Yeah, yes. How yeah, can yes, you blame yes. anything that San Francisco did defend? They playing with a fourth string quarterback. <laughs> they got three. They, they forced Philadelphia into four straight three and outs, and yet San Francisco could do nothing offensively. Can I finish the nail? Can go I finish? Ahead, ahead, I didn't have to put on there. Thank you. I don't blame it all on D'Amico Ryan. But what I am saying is, you give your defense more of a chance. They were leaving the B gap open every time, and that's where the Eagles were running. They were running right at it. Because they had a one, a five, a wide five, and a five on the other side. So there was nobody in front of the guard. There was nobody on the inside hip of the guard. 
It's just in front of the center. And so you can never squeeze that down. So you notice they were pulling the other guard or sending a guy in motion, and they were ramming the three-tech or the guy that should have been in that role. And every time they did it, they scored off of it or got a big run off of it. Now, I'm not saying with a full-string quarterback you're going to have a chance, you're going to win. But you give yourself a better chance to be competitive with the talent you have if you showed it up on defense. And I looked at D'Amico Ryan's face yesterday, and the look on his face was a look of confusion and being outcoached. And I don't think he made any adjustments when they should have made the adjustments. We can sit in the room and watch films, Linnell. I love to do it with you. Oh, of course, man. Look, we appreciate the call. All right, look, man. That's, that's I just interesting. Say All right, one thing I've known about my defensive players, if I get whammed in the ear once, <laughs> yeah. the next time I know it's coming. Exactly. I get it there twice, that's on me. Exactly. I agree. If I keep getting it three and four times, then the coach doesn't have to make an adjustment. I'm telling you, it don't feel good. I better good. make that damn adjustment. That ear hole shot <laughs> never feels good. All right, well, we're going to take us a break here. We'll be back in a few. B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. And Wizards are on a five-game winning streak now with a chance to go six. Playing against the San Antonio Spurs tonight, a team that they haven't beat since, what you say? Trivia question for you, B. I wanted to ask you. You said the they haven't Wizards, beat them since you were born. Well, uh, technically I lied with that. Okay. Since they were <laughs> – since I was, what, two years old? They haven't won a, a road game in San Antonio in 23 years. So that's a very, very long That's time. a long time. But you know what? They've been playing some uh, – Good ball. And then when you look, like you, you mentioned it to me earlier about mm-hmm. their, their record mm-hmm. being, what, the fourth easiest? Yeah, fourth easiest remaining schedule for, for the remainder hey, of the season. Like so. When people say, like, the easiest schedule, they say, you play who the hell is on your schedule. Exactly. So I that could change. If it's, if it's easy, if it's hard. Because there's times when you look in the beginning of the season, oh, yeah, they got an easy schedule. They Everybody said that about Washington. Yep. Sure and then did. the three teams in their division make all made the playoffs. Did it end up easier than, it, than everybody thought it was going to be? Yeah, we'll so see. So, as the Wizards now, I just look, man, I want to see them give me an effort the whole game. I understand how it's played, but I noticed Kuz know he can take over. He can do some things. Give a little bit more in the first half, and guess what? You have less effort to give. In the, you don't have to give that yeah. effort, that much effort in the second half. Yeah, they're entering a super crucial part of their stretch. Gaffer, so. Yeah, Gafford, best game of his career the other night. Making them have to adjust their shots because he affects people over and over again, man. Yeah, and so they got good injury news, too. I believe it was like a week and a half ago, Chris Tapsporzingis sprained his ankle. He was listed as week to week. He is going to be active and play tonight. Uh, So that's that's good for Washington. Right now, as they enter tonight, looking to make it six in a row, they're ninth right now in the Eastern Conference, which is technically good enough to make the play-in tournament. But this is where things get interesting here and, and why it's great that they're healthy right now. They're only, what, four games back of the sixth seed in the East, which is the Miami Heat. Uh-oh. So there's a lot of games left to be played for the Washington Wizards. And the fact that, you know, they're getting a little bit more healthy, we'll get to see an extended stretch of play, hopefully, with their big three and Kyle Kuzma, Chris Tapps, Porzingis, and Bradley Beal. Uh, but one What's of the them, un- too, is also they're getting a lot of confidence now. Yeah, they are. And I think, you know, we were all – you know, had our panties in a wad here as as a fan base after they traded Rui Hachimura to the Lakers, but it's opened up significant opportunity and minutes for Denny Avdia, and he really uh, has flourished in his extended role since he's gotten more minutes here uh, with the club. I just think as we get here and we creep upon this all-star break, we creep upon the trade deadline, I believe the trade deadline, what, 11 days away? I do expect this team to make some moves, but B, you're not going to like this. I'm on the mindset, man, that Making the play-in tournament is not something I want to do. I'd rather be sitting at home and have a chance 
to be in the lottery and get Man, one of these be franchise end, altering it, it, prospects. I would rather be in the playing tournament than sitting at home. But it's not the end all be all. You need to be playing for more than that. Exactly. I mean, I, I understand that the playing tournament gives you an opportunity, uh, it, extra time to play, extra chatter. Mm-hmm. Owners get extra chatter as well. But I, I think you have to have higher aspirations than that. And I think that's really been my personal issue with the group is it feels like they're okay with being in that purgatory, in that middle ground. The area that this commander's team, quite frankly, has been in since Ron Rivera's taken over. They're never bad enough to where they can get a top five pick, but they're never good enough to where they're actually a threat to make the postseason or be in the postseason. So we'll see, man. The Wizards interest the week moving forward. Like I said, they're four games back of the Miami Heat for the sixth spot in the Eastern Conference. They take on the San Antonio Spurs tonight, who are god awful. Uh, Popovich don't doing, say it like doing that. they are they're they're horrible. They're yeah, a four, they're know, a fourteen win I team. I don't like when people do stuff like that. You know, and then we go play the team, and then we lose. And well, then, um, well, then we got something to be mad at. This this stretch of play that they have coming up here like, is your whole preparation to just to be mad. Give me something to be happy about, then I'll be happy. They what what, what positive notes do we have about the Washington Wizards? If we're being honest, they're five in a row, man. Yeah, they won five in a row. Against a bunch of nobodies. They're playing people in the NBA. I get you. They, I get they, you. they don't have the Bulls on their schedule from the 95 Bulls. They don't have that on their schedule anymore. No, they don't. They, I, they have look, to play I get the people that. that lines up, and they're beating them. They snuck past the uh, the Pelicans the other night. Their center, Jonas Valanciunas, gets, in, gets ejected in the first half, and that leads to Daniel <clears> Gafford doing what he's supposed to do. So, look, I'm not mad at we it. We talked about that yesterday, discipline. We're going to get to that a little bit later. Yeah, right, d- right in the one Discipline, discipline, Leadership. Discipline. So the Wizards they'll finish up they'll finish up their five game road trip on Wednesday night after they take on the Pistons. But before the All Star break, they've got San Antonio, Detroit, Portland, Brooklyn, uh, and then they got the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Charlotte Hornets. This next six game stretch right here could be the most. It's going to sound crazy, and you think I just am. I love to be a shock jock, and I love to come up with creative things. This next six game stretch for the Wizards is the biggest stretch of basketball maybe that we've seen in this town in the past five, six years. Okay. A lot of turmoil. They're going to see Dame Dollar. Well, Dame Dollar's been giving everybody buckets 60. recently. So we'll see, man. All right, let's take a break. When we get back, throw out two names for you. I want you to think about this in the break. We're going to discuss it, and we want you to get your thoughts as well. Anthony Lynn, Eric Bieniemy. Mm. Which one? You mentioned Finley, 1067 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.